everybody. This is Stephanie and Chelsea, and we are the co-founders of CS Planners. And I want to welcome you to the Celebrating Success podcast, where today we have Kelsey joining us. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining us today. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So I'm excited for multiple reasons. One, I love what you do. Uh, like I even had a call with you because I love what you do. I also love your merch, which I'm wearing right now. <laughs> and Shameless I, plug. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Like I literally wear it all the time. I'm sure if you check our past videos, it's now like a consistent part of my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> They're so comfortable. I love them too. I do. I know it's great. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I love is we've actually known each other for a long time. I was for a very long time. A while. So we yeah, no, by- I think we met in um, acting class when I was like 12. I think oh, yeah. like, we were like, so, so, so young. So yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. I really do love the connection. I was actually thinking about that a couple days ago. I'm like, Oh my God, like I was so young and you don't really have a lot of those connections that you keep for so long when you're like so young. Right. So that's really cool. I love that. It's true. And I told Steph, I was like, we've never like stayed in touch consistently, but I feel like we've always just been there and seen each other grow. So that's why I love it because I feel like we've seen the transition each of us have gone through. Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't really keep a lot of people on my social media. I'm kind of like closed off with that too, but we've always kind of held hands throughout the years through social (laughs) media. So I think that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with your story. Just where do you want to begin and where are you going? Yeah. Wow. That's a big one. Okay. So I guess where my story kind of began was when I was young, like I was three years old and, um, there was always something different. Like I didn't really understand what was going on around me, but, um, my story kind of started, well, once I was born, actually my mom was in labor and I asked her and I was like, did this ever happen with any other pregnancies of yours? And she's like, no, but when I was coming into the world, the nurse actually did Reiki on her because they couldn't, I don't know, either the epidural wasn't working or something. And I was like, did that happen? Cause I have two other brothers. Right. And I was like, did that happen with like other pregnancies? And she's like, no, just yours. So now when I'm like doing my Reiki and stuff, my grandmother actually knows what I'm doing because she saw it in the delivery room. So anyway, so it kind of started there. I think I was like woo woo at birth, honestly. (laughs) So I did that. And then around three years old, she would just kind of see me chatting and talking to walls and doing really, you know, just playful things, but it would just be me in her home. So she was always freaked out. She'd be like, you would literally scare me. Like your dad would be on nights and I'd be at home alone with you and I'd be terrified. And I was like, okay, that's weird. (laughs) Fast forward. Um, I started having these things happen. So I would, um, you know, feel energy or feel emotions of other people that weren't my own. I still remember I was four years old and I was on the floor, just playing on the floor of the kitchen. And we were at my grandparents' house and my mom 
asked for a diet Pepsi or something, a diet Coke or a diet Pepsi, but they didn't have it. She's like, oh, okay, no worries. I'll just have water. But I guess she had felt disappointed because she was really looking forward to that diet Pepsi. And I started bawling. Like I felt the emotion, even though she really didn't care that much, but I felt that emotion coming from her. And I was like, and I didn't know what to do. I was four years old. I didn't even know really what emotion was really. Um, so yeah, so kind of fast forward here, there, um, I started struggling because I really couldn't differentiate through other people's emotions and my own, but I also was getting contacted, um, by like spirit by like, you know, loved ones that had passed on. I was never really close with my dad's family. He left his family kind of early on in his life. So when I would have these people come forward, I didn't really recognize them. And it wasn't, you know, being brought up in a Roman Catholic family, like you don't really put too much energy into things that, you know, don't make sense to what your surroundings are telling you that makes sense. So it was kind of a battle with that and also just feeling emotions that I had no idea why I was feeling other people's stuff. Um, especially, you know, when things would happen in the family, um, even like, like, like my parents got a divorce. It was a super like intense time. Um, there was a lot of moves, you know, it was probably really stressful for both parties, for my dad and my mom and just being around cause the divorce was messy, but just being around each and everyone's personal emotions kind of got a little tricky. And did you, did you notice like when you were feel, like, you say like people were crossing over and like contacting you, yeah. would it be like, you'd feel it? Would you get messages? Would you hear it? Would you see it? I'm curious to know how like you receive messages. Yeah, for sure. So when I receive message, the best way I can describe it is, well, first off, I can kind of feel how they would have passed. So if it was heart issues, I would kind of have like some chest pressure, um, or I've had like little tingles on my arm. If it was maybe a stroke or a heart, something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how they connect with me. But also the way I see them, it's not like I see them just like I'm looking at you guys right now. I see them in my mind. So if I told you to imagine a banana, you have this mental picture of a banana. That's how I see them. So I would have these like random thoughts, thoughts, um, of like these, you know, relatives of mine that I've never known or uh, relatives of other people when I was out in public. And it would just freak me right out because I'm like, why am I seeing this? And then the whole, there's just so much that goes into it. Right. Am I going crazy? Is this normal? <laughs> like what? Like, it's just so bizarre. Um, so yeah, I really, it was a really um, big struggle at the beginning, I'd say. That would be that would be so hard. And because I know exactly where you come from in terms of feeling like different emotions like that, because I'm very yeah. intuitive. And I know it's more than just feeling it. It's like, you're actually living somebody else's emotion, like you're feeling it and yeah. you know, it's not yours. So it's incredibly hard. So I get it being like the struggle with that for you. It's like, when we like when you're talking about just feeling other emotions, it's more than just like, knowing how they feel it's that struggle of actually living it and yeah. I feel like that's huge and I remember um I think I might have been with you Chelsea where I remember driving it was either with you or my husband and I remember driving and saying I think the person behind me is going through a divorce and wow. I can 
feel it. So, and it's like the heartache. And the thing is, it's like these feelings that I don't feel, right? Like I don't feel any of them, but yet you can. And I know it's a huge, like it must've been a huge struggle. And how did you deal with that? Like, what are some coping like mechanisms or that you kind of thought worse? Yeah. So it's really confusing as well, right? Because when you're feeling people's emotions, you're like, okay, you have to kind of do like a mental checklist. You're like, am I sad? Or like, am I feel like what? Like I was just so happy singing to the radio in this car. And now I'm like in the verge of tears, like what's going on here. Um, so yeah, so it, it did take a long time and there was a lot of trial and error. It's not a pretty process. Uh, it wasn't for me anyways. Um, but I think the best thing you can do is just really, have this kind of belief that there is a shield around you like you it's you have to kind of set yourself up for success with this type of thing especially if you're a highly sensitive person like yourself or if you just you know you're really empathetic um and I feel like anyone in healthcare even like I just like how do you do it like kudos to you guys because I I would have no idea but even just people that are dealing with harder subjects on a daily basis. I feel like shielding and grounding is the biggest thing. There's a million ways to ground yourself, um, you know, essential oils or meditation. So grounding, I think is the best because it just kind of gets you used to having a solid base, a solid ground or a, a safe place to come back to, you know? So even if you are feeling somebody else's emotions, you can go, you can, you know, try your best to try and figure it out. But as long as if it gets too much, you just have a place to kind of center. I think that's one of the main things. Another thing is to just really shield, like just shield yourself. So there's different ways to do that. But the most effective way is, you know, that whole golden aura thing that they talk about. So really envisioning and visualizing this golden bubble around you. Some people aren't really that great with visualization. So if they weren't, or if they have a hard time picturing it, I would just get them to really have faith in their words. Like I am protected, just really, you know, grounding into your words, if that's your thing, um, or the visualization. When you shield, it's a really good place to be in because then you are able to kind of differentiate okay is that something that I need to deal with or is this something someone else needs to deal with because I know it's like people have this belief that being an empath is a beautiful thing and I truly think it is there's beauty in it because you can relate to so many things but you're not doing anyone any favors by feeling their emotion it's it's kind of like they're cheating a test if they can push it out they're kind of cheating their tests and they're not learning anything. Right. And then you're just stuck with an overload, which <laughs> does not look pretty once you get burnt out. So, um, yeah, I think that would be my starting place for sure. That's great advice. So <laughs> my question is you've had these gifts from such a young age. When did you start telling people and how did people respond to that? Yeah, so that's tricky. Um, because I went um for 
maybe 10 years trying to run away from everything. It was 10 years of my life that I just, I didn't understand, nor did I want to put time into understand. Um, And I also felt like I came from a place where I was very blocked off with my spirituality because I had numbed myself like so long that I felt really blocked off. So to me, being a psychic medium wasn't even in my realm of possibilities. Like I really, I really didn't think that that was a possibility for me. I just thought I was mentally unstable or just going through different things. Right. Also, I was choosing to numb myself in really negative and, and ways that just were really unhealthy. So those it's like, I, I was suffering because I didn't understand what was going on, but then I was also bringing in more suffering because of the habits that I had picked up. Right. And that I was partaking in. So it took me a long time. It took me a long time. And I still, to this day, if I'm meeting somebody just face to face, I'll tell them I'm a life coach. Cause I'm not like, it's not that I'm ashamed of what I do. It's just, sometimes I forget to have that barrier and I don't really want to go into judgments on my day off. You know, it's exactly. so hard to be, um, I, and I say that because it takes a lot of, um, it took me a lot of time to get used to giving even messages because when I see messages and I receive messages in my readings, I'm connecting with spirit and I'm connecting with, um, you know, energy, but it's almost like a game of charades or it's almost like Pictionary where they show me things and I have to inter, inter, um, interpret, what's them. the word? Interpret. Yes. Interpret them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so when you're doing that, you don't, it's almost like you kind of have to put your ego aside because I could interpret them wrong. And then you, then you have spirit disappointed, your client disappointed, and you're just like in a, jungle. So I do on my day off. I don't really, sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a psychic medium. And then, you know, sometimes I get the balls to do it, but again, so yes, I do have a reluctancy sometimes with, um, even saying that, but online with my business and, um, with the communities that I interact with that have been so welcoming and so beautiful. Um, it's, it's different. A lot of even people that um, knew me in high school or prior, they're like, I had no idea you were a psychic medium. And I'm like, you know what? I hid it for so long, you know, and they remind they, some people might even remember me as this party girl downtown, you know, late at night, 3am. And then they're looking at me talking about love and light. And they're like, where's the connection here? (laughs) Right. They have no idea. So, um, Sorry, to get back to your question. Yeah, when I when I started kind of putting myself out there, it was really in the last I started working with my gift, I say about five years ago, and I went public with it um, two years ago, um, or one and a half, two years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. And and the success you've had since starting that business is incredible. So do you want to talk about some of the things that you've done within your business? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it's been it's really a heart led business. And I feel like heart led businesses um, are just going to succeed no matter what challenges you have. If you're a heart led business, there's there's no way 
um, it won't be successful. So I started doing my business um, about a year and a half ago. It was actually May 9th, 2020. So not even a year, actually. Wow. Not even a year. <laughs> and, um, and I started doing it and we, I say we, because I do, my partner does help me with some back end stuff. Um, I really push off my accounting to her, sorry, but I just, I cannot do that. Um, but for the basics, I am a big micromanager and everything I kind of put forth, it's really just me and it gets intense sometimes because I don't know how to delegate, but that's another thing. What I did want to um, talk about is the success that we've seen is, you know, I've, I'm fully booked for the weeks. I do about, um, about 20, 25 readings a week. Uh, we, I actually was able to, um, I was nominated for the reader's choice awards in Hamilton and, um, one second place in my first year. So that was pretty cool. Well, yeah. And, um, we, I've also been able to, you know, network with, um, grant companies and, uh, small business companies that have been absolutely amazing and the mentorship. So I, I also, um, you know, went forward with, with that. Um, and yeah, and the, the financial success is totally separate, but it's been very, very lucrative. And I feel like it's because of the, passion to really get these tools and the this healing information out there because it's just something that we as a collective hadn't looked at before honestly before the pandemic it was not a widespread thing until the pandemic so I really do feel that urge and need kind of pushes the business forward but it's been incredible it really has that's a that's amazing congratulations on all the success (laughs) I'm curious to know how, if you, with that many readings, Mm -hmm. I feel like it must be like just exhausted. Like, how do you manage it all between like everything that you're doing, all the readings and it just being like, it's like exhausting. Like it must be tiring. How do you find time to manage it all? Yeah. Time management has been something that I'm still learning. Um, Honestly, some days I'm running around like crazy. Um, the other days I just, I, I do, I need to kind of put other responsibilities like my social life or, you know, family time kind of aside going into this business. I had such a passion and such a drive that I already kind of had those conversations. Like if I am going to do this, if I am going to start this business, the next three years, you might not hear from me. (laughs) I had that mentality kind of going in. Right. So what I do is I do work six days a week. Um, I try to limit my client time, my uh, one-on-one time to four hours a day, just so I can have the time to do other things. Um, Just recently, I'm starting to delegate. I think that's one of the biggest things that I am learning, but also seeing a really big improvement with is uh, delegation. So like even certain content, I'll write it out, but can you make it prettier for me? So hiring a marketing manager to really do that has been such a help. Um, hiring an accountant to kind of guide me, um, asking for help was the biggest thing. I would sit there and be, it would be 3am just crying because I'm like, I have to order these and I have to do this and I have to launch merch and I have to um, do a live meditation. And I also need to engage because engagement on social media is everything. And there's just so many hats 
you wear. Um, so time management, I'm going to tell you, I am not the poster child for that. <laughs> I do rip my hair out some days, but I do, um, you know, I think just asking for help and organizing. I'm also one to, if someone messages me, I need to be the one to message them right away. Cause I had this fear, um, to get the task done now, or you'll forget it. And what I've also just started kind of doing is when there needs, when something does need my attention, I'll just schedule it instead. So it's almost like a safety thing. Like, no, you won't forget it. Just put it in your calendar and then just wait, you know? Um, And obviously leaving work at work when everyone's working from home, a little hard, but I enjoy my business. So it's kind of like, it's, I enjoy doing it. So most of it doesn't feel like work. I just... I do need to make sure to schedule some off time um, and just kind of chill for a second because being a business owner can be hard to, to, to chill. And I, it's so weird because before I would never really want to sit down and, and take a minute or no, before I would always want to sit down and take a minute. And I was tired all the time, but now I, I, I do um, struggle to rest, but rest is just as productive. So I'm trying to, <laughs> log that in as well. Yeah, sure. So when did you know, when were you at the point where you're like, I need to start hiring somebody? Was it, was there something that just really clicked with you or was it a breaking point? What was that? Yeah. So I was actually doing a program with the city, um, for small businesses and it was, um, a small business, basically program of different mentors and things. And and you were getting so much information. You had to do this like 12 page business plan. And it was just so informative, but I was also doing this program while working full time, while doing this full time, launching merch, launching meditations. And it was a lot. So I think to be transparent, I think I noticed that I needed to delegate before, like when I had my breaking point where I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I, it was really professional burnout that really pushed me to do it. I do think there are steps you can take before then (laughs) definitely. But, um, when I, when you're, you know, creating your own success and you see something that's really working from you and not from other direction or not from being an employee, you don't want to give that money out. It's like, you have that hesitation, right? You're like, this is my baby. Like everything about this is my baby. I don't want to, I don't know if they can even do it right. Is my tone going to be presented? And there was a lot of fear there. And then the biggest thing was be scared and do it anyway, because if I continue this, there's not going to be a business to even delegate to or delegate for. So I really did. It was burnout, honestly. Um, now I see where I could have maybe stopped, you know, those times where, um, you know, the stress was just a little bit too much. Maybe I could have, you know, asked for more help then before my breaking point. But I'm so glad that we're good now, you know, and delegating has been incredible. So I really do feel like if anybody's scared to do that, have fear and do it anyways. Do your research. Obviously, it's your business, it's your baby. You want to see where you're giving the task to, but um, it takes time to find the right people. So give yourself a little bit of time there. But I really do believe that um, 
delegating tasks is huge. And especially when people you're in this mentality that you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce, people (laughs) forget that Beyonce has a 12 to 24 person team, right? You don't have the same 24 hours. You have one person right now. (laughs) So I just really do, you know, want to remind you that you need a team. It it is, you, you do having a team and being able to resource you know, information, it's so helpful. So I definitely do accredit uh, success to, th- to that for sure. I absolutely love what you said, face the fear and do it anyways. I feel yeah. like that right there is so important, especially I feel like that also applies with new businesses just starting because I know I've connected with so many people that are just afraid to even start. They're afraid, whether it be hiring, whether it be like, there's, I feel like that right there, what you just said is a huge block in pushing people to go forward because it's scared, whether you're hiring someone else, whether it be just starting, no matter what you're doing, I feel like it's scary trying to get to that next step. So I absolutely love it. What you said, face the fear and do it anyways. I feel like that is such an important message for everyone out there right now listening. For sure. Absolutely. If, if there wasn't any fear or any risk, there probably wouldn't be any reward, honestly. And, and it really is your, they're the worst case scenario. People think, you know, things are more exaggerated than they are. Things are fixable. There are ways to do things. There's so many resources out there now. Um, what I think is most important is just following your heart, doing what you love, because that's the only thing like that. I just, there's no way you won't be successful if you do it from your heart. That's it for sure. When you decided to start your business, were there people that doubted you or questioned, you know, starting a business and how did you handle that? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, um, I had started little small micro businesses before I was doing hair extensions. I was doing hair, but I just wasn't in like hair, um, just dressing in general and extensions, but I wasn't in a mindset or space to really commit to anything. I was really struggling with a lot of addictions and things that I ran to in the past to kind of numb myself from what I actually was. So when I had so many other failures or even jobs that I had stayed at for six months, like two months, whatever, um, there was a lot of hesitation, even from my family, like, don't invest in yourself. You haven't even seen if you could do it for a full year yet. And to be honest with you, they had merit and they had track records to go about them, but I just felt like it was different. And I felt like there was the need, like my perception of having the need and the tools because it had saved my life. I felt like that was just so much bigger to me that there wasn't an option to fail. To me, honestly, there wasn't an option if I could or could not do it. I just wanted to do it. And I just streamlined ahead. There wasn't really um, any doubt there. There are times now where I'm like, I would rather, you know, stop this and just wear one hat and be an employee. That is definitely something that I revisit often um, once I get to that point. But now I just use that as my meter. That's my meter to delegate more. or That's my meter to take a step back. So I really do, you know, I, I just, I did it anyways there. I feel like it was that passion, that pull to just go ahead. That really made it not an option that I wanted to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I feel like that's the other thing is a lot of people, they do have people, whether or not they've 
started a business before, people are always worried about their success. And they're always trying to, you know, do what's best for other than for them, or they're the opposite. And just, they think you're doing this. Why are you the person that's doing that? So I love that you are telling people that even if you're passionate about it, and you have that drive and that feeling, you need to go for it, because it will pay off. It will. Absolutely. And also, being your own boss, you're not going to have a recognition type of thing. Like you're not going to receive recognition um, unless it's coming from you or you do have a business coach. There are different, there are mentors that you can, you know, get that insight from and you can recognize your wins, but you have to recognize your wins. You have to take a second once you reach a goal, any type of goal, like schedule two days off just for yourself to really just, you know, recalibrate because you just hit a milestone. Now your energy is up here. Now we need to recalibrate to get to the next goal. So making time for rest, but also just knowing that there's not going to be a lot of cheerleaders for you unless you build a team of that, right? There's like, if you're going in blind and you really need that, um, you know, that, and not even the ego boost, but you need some kind of recognition to keep going. You need some kind of positive reinforcement. So really step back and look at everything you've accomplished over the course of your business period, because it can, it can get very daunting and it can get very lonely or negative if you're not celebrating the wins and just continuously steamrolling towards other things. Um, and I really do, um, no, I just lost it. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I do that all the time. And I'll sometimes ramble, and I'll like hope Steph remembers and jumps in. <laughs> I absolutely love that, though. Like you can be your own cheerleader. I feel like mm. that right there is so incredible because so many people they look for other people, you know, for that support, which is great. But at the same time, if you especially for a business owner and entrepreneur, I feel like the, just exactly what you said, the best way is to be your own cheerleader, just to really build yourself up. Because when you feel that, then you're celebrating everything. Then when all, if you do have those negative people around you, it doesn't affect you because you're your own cheerleader. Right. And I feel like taking time for yourself, that's incredible. I feel like Chelsea and I, we were just talking about this not that long ago. So I feel like we really connect with that and like know how important it is for especially for those new business owners I feel like that's along the way that I feel like you know Chelsea and I we're both learning that now but I that was something definitely right now that I wish I would have learned going into just starting a business for sure no absolutely I you know you can make a business from within the same year you can hit five figures and it's really not that hard like it sounds unattainable to some but I have seen such incredible growth that I didn't even know was possible. You know, having five figure months in the same one year of starting is possible. I've seen it. I've done it. And I'm not, I'm not coming from a long, you know, university background of business. It's really just, you can make it happen and it's attainable. Just having that community, community, community is huge. And being able to take time for yourself to rest and reflect it's, it's going to make a difference and it's going to continuously refill that tank. So you have your energy to go and make more milestones for yourself for sure. I love it. And I think it's also the small things along the way, but yeah. I have a question for you. 
I want you to just promote whatever you have coming up. Tell us everything that's going on. Let's hear it. Yeah, for sure. So right now we're launching our workshop series. So our first workshop was just sold out, which is absolutely incredible. It's a grounding and protection workshop. So it really teaches people how to regulate their energy, um, empowered to be assertive in what they need to be in business and personal life, whichever. It teaches people boundaries and grounding. And I'm just so excited to get this information out there because it has changed my life. These principles, I swear, are night and day from where I was before. So I'm super excited. We just sold out our first workshop. We have more coming up. And um, yeah, I'm just super excited to get, get that out there now. That's awesome. Exciting. And you are so inspiring. Your story is incredibly <laughs> inspiring for all those out there. I feel like people need to hear your story because it's honestly truly incredible. And I feel like this will really give people that motivation, that boost. I feel like your story is so incredible. Where can people find you on Are you on Instagram? Tell us a little bit more about the best way for people to contact you. Absolutely. I do love my Instagram platform the most out of everything, but I am on the web at kelseytarot.com. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey Tarot, uh, Facebook and Pinterest as well. Kelsey Tarot all across the board. Um, And I'm always an email away. So if you need to just, if you're not sure you want to work with me, you want to have a session, or you even just want to ask more about the workshop, I'm an email away. Everything is on my website. And I am super available for anyone who's interested. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelsey. And we'll leave the links to all of your stuff below. So if you're watching or listening, make sure you check that out. Thank you so much. Thank you.